Five, four, three, two, one. What's your favorite scary movie? Just when you thought it was safe to put on a podcast, the legend continues. Freak Out Drive-In with Jennifer Smith. My weapon is large for bodies, I'm strapped for battle. My soul is in the crossroads, it hides the feeling. Somewhere deep inside the spirit to rise the killer. I'm too distant to talk. My vicious assault is inflicted in parts. Hi, welcome to the J position. This is my Freak Out Drive-In episode. Uh, I'm so excited to share this with you guys tonight. This one was recorded actually like September 30th. So it's been uh, in the waiting in the wings for a while. And I was kind of holding on to it because I wanted it to sort of be a Thanksgiving-ish themed one. And I don't know if this logic makes any sense. My guest is with Peter Winston uh, who is a great podcaster and a uh, unique human being. And I I got like, we watched The Village, right? M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. So that has a sort of what I call colonial uh, theme, which doesn't really have anything to do with Thanksgiving either. But look, just, they look like pilgrims, okay, in the movie. So just, just go with me here on that. So anyway... Peter and I, uh, well, he chose this movie, um, also not a horror movie, but there's, you know, it's M. Night, so whatever, we'll, hey, there's my phone again, uh, we, uh, we'll put it in with that category. Peter is not a horror fan, so there was very little to choose from, but I like this movie, and he does not like this movie, so all of those reasons led me to believe that this would be fun to do and damned if it wasn't. Although, if you're going to watch this movie along with us, good luck because we barely mention the movie. <laughs> like, there's, I mean, there's some discussion of it, but so many tangents, so many tangents, which if you know Peter, um, is not a surprise. And if you don't know Peter, then I am sure that you will just adore him soon uh, after you listen to this because he's funny and uh, he just goes off the most random things, which is honestly one of the reasons why I do this show and podcasting in general. He is on Twitter at Greetings from Allentown, so give him a follow and listen to his show. Uh, you can also hear him on the Place to Be podcast pretty regularly on the wrestling feed, um, also on the pres- uh, on the pop feed on several shows too. So, And, you know, more from him on my feed, I think, if I can talk him into it. So, we watched this movie for free on a link that I just Googled. I believe. So, um, it's not the best in video quality, but I mean, you're not, you're not missing anything. You could probably find it on Amazon. I did not look up it uh, for rental, but I'm sure that it is. But yeah, this is a, this is a very odd movie, difficult to live watch, which is probably another reason why we go off on a lot of tangents, but um, let me know what you think about this. Tweet me at Jenny Physician. Um, rate review on Podbean on the Facebook page. 
Enjoy. You said you're afraid. You're afraid. I am. Peter Winston of this movie tonight. And usually that's not the case with my guests because, you know, we don't pick super scary movies usually here unless it's me and Scott. So I'm curious as to why you're afraid of this movie. I'm afraid of this movie that I'm going to like it because I've staked my reputation. Well, not my reputation, but I've become famous in my own circles for uh, hating this movie more than anything, where one of my friends liked this movie, and I it became a running joke for years that he was on M. Night Shyamalan's payroll because <laughs> he happened to like this movie. And I just have, I think I have bad luck with horror films. For whatever reason, because I've seen three in the theater in the last 20 plus years and none of them have really worked out for me. <laughs> this would be one of them. Okay. Uh, the other, another one was the Blair Witch Project, which would have been summer of 1999. That's a great and, movie. What do you mean? Well, I saw it the weekend after it uh, started to you know, got, get a lot of play in like mainstream popular culture. And I went to a packed movie theater in Revere, Massachusetts. And at the end of that movie, the crowd was not happy. It's the only time I've ever seen people throw trash at the screen oh at the God. end of a movie. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, Revere is a, a very unique place. And the other one is a scary movie, which I know is not a scary movie per se, mm-hmm. but a parody of all these films through the years. And uh, the problem with that is because I had only seen like two horror movies ever like that they parodied. I didn't really get any of the jokes. So I'm like looking around like, what's what's so funny here? Like, I don't get this. Like, what was why did you go to scary movie then? Um, I'm not entirely sure why. I think at that point in time, I was just willing to go see, you know, oh, well, we're going to see scary movie. Like, oh, I hear that's funny. But. Not understanding that it's funny to people who actually understand the jokes instead of just kind of laughing because everybody else is laughing. <laughs> That's what I think I was doing. Uh, this is going to be a fun ride then. Okay, so <laughs> this movie is The Village from M. Night Shyamalan. What was the year on this? Was it 2004? Yep. Hmm. Summer of 2004. Or I, I, I call M. Night M. Night Scooby-Doo. That, that was my derisive nickname for him. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm, uh, all right, we'll get into it, I guess, but, uh, he's hit or miss for sure, but what he does, he, he pretty, like, what he does well is, it's very good. Uh, this one is odd because, yes, uh, there are people who sincerely love it and then despise it. Um, I don't think you have many people that are lukewarm on the village. Um, but I always had very strong, positive feelings about this movie. So I'm going to need to hear your side. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going in with kind of a clean slate here and I'm just kind of going to kind of take it as it comes at me because it's not fair to just, uh, I guess, rely on something that ha- happened 15 years ago. Oh, come on. Nobody ever says that. <laughs> Everybody always relies on that shit. 
Yeah, and after all, I'm the person who hasn't eaten at McDonald's in 23 years because I got sick there once, and I, I, cla- <laughs> I claim that it cost me an award at a Model UN when it's not like I had you know clinched it or anything, but I was going to be China, for God's sakes. Those opportunities don't come around every day. <laughs> so I haven't eaten at McDonald's since 1996, but yeah, I don't hold grudges. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's why I like talking to you or listening to your shows because really we've never done this is our first show i don't think we've ever podcasted before yeah i i don't yeah i don't think so either and i never thought i would end up on the uh horror movie podcast (laughs) I, i was like we need some we need some fresh voices over here so um, but I do listen to your pot and I, that's why it's funny that it confused me because when I listen to your stuff, it's, it's, it's so like soothing and engrossing and I never know where it's going to go. Like, it's just uh, like going off on a tangent is the exact like point of the show in my mind. And I don't know. It's just, I, I guess I um, kind of respond to you in my head while you're podcasting. So it feels like we've done this before, even though we haven't. Yeah. Okay. You know, when I'm, when I'm like talking, I like kind of go a little bit mental to make sure like, don't, don't say anything you've ever said before. Like try not to repeat yourself. But you know, the fact of the matter is it's going to happen after a while. And in listening to podcasts, you know, listening to other people's podcasts, you, you like to hear the same things, you know, again and again, for at least from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. like when Rosero complains about customer service agents. I mean, right. yeah, you hear it once, but when he talks to the cable person or talks to the person at the grocery store, you know, it's it's kind of like a new twist on on the same story each yeah, time. So it's yeah. really not that bad. No, I mean, it's you keep things episodic that way. You know, you keep. You you have great callbacks that way, you know, to to funny shit that's happened. So yeah, you gotta not repetition, but you gotta keep your gimmicks in line, mm-hmm. and you do a yep. good job of that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, this movie is so weird. Like I remember when we when we went to it because I don't really remember things like year by year. Like I have no idea what I was doing in two thousand four. I mean, probably nothing important, but, um, so I don't really have anything that really ties me to my, uh, my memories of this movie, except for how much we didn't really know what it was going to be about. Like it was fairly mysterious, like a lot of M. Night stuff is, um, but it has a very unique, um, I don't know aesthetic to it it's very like quiet movie it's not um there's not a lot of dialogue in it and it has all these creepy looking children in these old-timey clothes so you're just always <laughs> kind of a little bit it's a little bit off-putting and it feels fairly religious am I wrong in that no I I remember thinking that this movie seems really really low-key and, uh, you know, I'm thinking to 2004, uh, you're going to be shocked by this. I was a little bit high strung uh, at, at a younger age. And I was like, what the hell is the matter with these people? Like, as I'm watching the movie and I'm like, come on, come on, you know, because everything seemed to be, you know, just kind of slow and laid back. I mean, this is not set 
in New York City. It's not set in Boston. It's it's not set in any sort of city. It's set in what is it? Rural Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is the uh, setting for this. But what what got me in the theater for this? It, it, I mean, probably the one specific thing is M Night's movies before this, which I hadn't seen. But it was oh well, other people like these movies that came before, so uh, I think I'll I think I'll give this one a shot, and if I like it, I'll go back and I'll see the other movies on like a DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 how I ended up uh, going to see this movie. Now, who I ended up seeing it with, and the circumstances of that evening um, are uh, uh, well, very unpete like, given what happened on that evening it's it's not something that uh not something that i'm particularly known for do tell okay so uh at that time in 2004 i had i just moved back to massachusetts not a few months before that and i was i was hitting the online dating scene hard Mm. and i I was i was a veteran of the process it was it dates back to 1996 in my days as the America Online Gigolo, which was a nickname that I gave myself uh, because <laughs> of my ability to branch out and meet uh, meet girls it, via that. You know, rather than although I did meet girls at high school dances too, although the the quality was you know, uh, results may vary. Uh, so for this, I, I had met somebody online and I agreed to pick her up in Revia. And we would go to see this movie. Now, having seen the picture of her uh, at going in, I wasn't like, oh, she's, she's a total hottie. Mm. What I saw her as, and this is a term you might not be familiar with, but uh, somebody who, who really follows baseball culture will understand this. She was known as uh, what would be known as a slump buster. Okay. Uh, and what that means is I believe the baseball player Mark Grace, who played in the 90s for the cubs he said you gotta there are some girls out there who are called slump busters where if you've had a particular dry spell you've got to get with them and get laid Mm -hmm. and then you'll you'll bust out of your slump and you'll go on a hot streak at that point forward Mm. but that's that's kind of the least of what happens uh with this movie We, we go to see the movie and i hated it and I and I'm there with her, and uh, I had two of my friends were there. I I had staged them there, and I said, "Look, uh, I need you there in case I need an out on this date." Uh, I didn't have to actually pay them on this occasion. A month later, I actually had to pay them five dollars to wait at a nearby bar in case I wanted to run away, which I did. <laughs> so they went and saw the movie, including the friend who loved it and i said was on m night's payroll uh as a result of that and they signaled to me afterwards and i kind of you know gave the signal no no i'm fine even though i was not really attracted to this girl at all so at this point i get in the car and theoretically you'd say well you just drive her home at this point right she liked the movie uh you know what i wasn't really that much into talking to her Uh, (laughs) wow i know i know it's i know it's terrible uh, so what I did was I, I was living with my parents at the time. My father was still alive, but they were in San Francisco. So I had the house to myself. 
So I made up some cockamamie thing where something was wrong with the car and I had to get it home and I had to switch cars. So, so we got, we got to my house and, uh, you know, some stuff happened and, uh, I broke a a several month dry spell (laughs) and we got back into the other car and I dropped her off in Revere and then proceeded to ignore her on the datings messenger service from that point. Right. Now I I am a horrible person for doing that. No, I mean, you're just a person. I mean, whatever people do that shit. Now, no judgment from uh, me. Well, what I'm trying to think is I called it a slump buster, but then I think afterwards, I think I went into a equally long slump until the next time. (laughs) So really, at the end of the day, it didn't work other than it was this one little thing in a, you know, many month period in which I got to have sex, which was nice. But, you know, she probably uh, out of the women that I've been with, she probably uh, ranks at the bottom. No pun intended. All right. Gosh, I like I like this episode so far. Uh, (laughs) We had talked nothing about the movie, but. Uh, Dear penthouse form, I never nothing. thought it would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're supposed to go on a hot street. You kind of, you kind of fucked that up, didn't you? Yeah. Probably well, I was going. If you would have asked her yeah. opinion on the movie um, and had a conversation, might have been different. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But it, it was somebody that I did not want to uh, potentially have to commit to long term. Mm-hmm. Uh this 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 was a one date contract in my my opinion just going in did get, she did get, she get, bug get you out. a lot afterwards did she try to get up with you a lot uh she tried to bug me i think once or twice but i had, i just kind of moved on mm. and i did it in such a way that you know it was objectively terrible <laughs> but it, it is the way it, it is it's kind of the way like companies do things like when you if you interview for a job with them and then they never they never call back. I mean, yeah, I yeah. know in my whole process that happened a lot of different times and it's it's just kind of the way of the world these days. I think back then it might have back then, as if two thousand four was that long ago, but uh yeah, that's that's how it went down. And that was the circus seeing the village in the theater. I did it to get laid and it worked. Thumbs up. <laughs> So technically, you should really like this movie. I'm just saying. Following te- this logic. Technically, yes. And uh, I, I'm, I'm actually excited to watch this version because we have the option of Arabic subtitles, as I understand right. it. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Well, I, you know, I, I, I've, I've always wanted to learn Arabic. Uh, <laughs> I've, always, I've, only, I've, I've only gathered enough from General Adnan promos from <laughs> WWF 1991. Uh, I don't think that's going to get me very far because uh, it's pretty much all just fa la 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 And the and the speech in this is really weird, right? Because this village is, I don't know, colonial. Is that what we're calling yes. it? Yes. Um, so they they speak in like poetry, basically. So I, I'm curious as to what the Arabic says. <laughs> <laughs> this is like all. It's like an old Tommy village, basically, and it just feels like um, a horrible, awful place to live. I don't know. <laughs> and there's this air of, like, fear. Um, everybody, they're all, like, scared of something, you know, don't really know what it is. And it's pretty obvious that these elders in this in this village have kept a secret 
and that it might be unraveling. Yeah, I'm not sure how many of these people I'd really want to hang out with, although it, just in looking at the cast list, there's there's a lot of names on this that I really like. Although I was surprised to see uh, I was the Jesse Eisenberg was in this. I was like, "Wow, I didn't know that he was even like acting in 2004." He must have been super uh, young. Yeah, he must have been like a kid in this yeah. movie. And then there's uh, Judy Greer, mm-hmm. who, uh, funny enough, she's playing a character named Kitty when she also played a character named Kitty in the television series Arrested Development at the same time that this movie came out. <laughs> just kind of just kind of a fun coincidence. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, Joaquin Phoenix, who mm-hmm. w- was in this movie and then in Walk the Line the following year, which is one of my favorite movies that I watch again and again, and I even watched it on an airplane last week so i love that movie too yeah um but the music is amazing i think that some of those songs that they sing together i almost like more than the johnny cash (laughs) versions yes jackson yes uh, as an example is better is better performed by joaquin phoenix and reese witherspoon than by uh johnny and jude cash and it feels so insane. It's, it's maybe sacrilegious to say that, but I believe that to be true. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad you agreed with me because I really hesitated on saying that because it sounds yeah. awful. But I don't know. It just it does. Um, what was your favorite Johnny Cash song? Hmm. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I hmm. Well, Walk the Line is up there. Uh, I, I the, the Johnny Cash that I listen to the most is the Folsom Prison mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a track on there that I particularly love is uh, Starkville City Jail, which it's not much of a song, but the it's the story that he tells at the beginning of it. And being a big Bruce Springsteen fan who, you know, he tells stories before his songs. Like Johnny Cash is telling about the time he got arrested for picking flowers in Starkville, uh, Mississippi because it was like past curfew or something like that. And he, he ended up getting fined $60 and went to jail for a night or something like that. Oh and I, 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 I just love stuff like that. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what, like my, I always refer to my most listened to on my iPod as like, well, clearly that must be your favorite Johnny Cash song. <laughs> If you listen to that the most, uh, the uh, cocaine blues from the uh, Folsom Prison, I, uh, I I love that, and that that's actually performed in the movie as well uh, in one of the scenes. Um, did, so I take it you like Joaquin Phoenix a lot more in that movie than in this movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he he kind of reminds me in this movie. Um, well. Be, I, you know, it's because of the character he has to play. It's like, remember that weird Joaquin Phoenix period about 10 years ago where he like, he went on one of the late night shows and acted uh, weird even for him. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I guess he was trying to be like one of those like super method actors, but uh, I was really like, why do you have to, why do you have to do that? You can just be, you know, just be a cool guy here, you know? <laughs> It, it's it's fine, you know. Just, don't, don't just worry. Be yeah. normal, like why? Are yeah. You being weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not expecting much from our uh, celebrities on late night talk shows. Just <laughs> just banter around for six minutes, and, and and that's pretty much it. That's all we need. 
Well, maybe he's too bougie for that, I think, probably. You know, he's he, he goes to a different level than these other people. Yeah. He, he, he can't just go have a shallow exchange on a TV show, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I always love when those dudes talk about the craft of acting, like like as if I give a crap about it. <laughs> you don't? Well, well, actually, the only thing worse than that is comedians talking about the craft of comedy, <laughs> comedy and, yeah. and being funny. Like, oh, my God, that's like my eyes roll into the back of my head. <laughs> I feel you, but also I, I do enjoy listening to that because uh, I, I find that the comedians that I enjoy always have some sort of like, well, not always, but a lot of times have um, like a really bad traumatic childhood or some shit. So it's, it's, it's nice to like hear their, uh, how they use that to, to be funny. Cause I think that's, they, a, yeah. that's a gift. Yeah. Learning to use your, your personal experiences, negative, uh, and turn it into a positive. I don't know. I enjoy listening to that. Yeah. Oh my god. I forgot she was blind in this movie. That's the whole gimmick of this movie. <laughs> oh, there's a lot about this movie that I have forgotten. Yes. <laughs> so she's um Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't know how I can say that the rest of the show, but anyway, she's this blind chick and she's trying to is she trying to hook up with Adrian Brody or with Joaquin Phoenix? I'm I'm not exactly sure what what her deal is in this. Uh, I I I really can't even remember. She's. I think she hears something. They're all in the woods. Oh, okay, yeah. They start seeing all this weird stuff and uh, talking about creatures who reside in the woods. And then he's having like another poetry moment. Yes. Yeah, this is not a scary movie. I mean, it gets, <laughs> it has some tense moments. But they do. They, yeah, I mean. I don't know. You feel very dread-like the whole time, but then nothing legit happens. Like I just remember the, the 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 just not feeling the pacing of it mm. at all. It's very sad. And that and then with with I mean obviously get to the ending when the ending happens. It it it, it all feels a little bit sudden and it, you you kind of feel led astray, I guess. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get to that, but I I think Sigourney Weaver is pretty great in this. Um, she's pretty great in everything, really. Yeah. But, and the rest of the cast that you mentioned, um, another big name. Oh, who was I thinking about? The main character here. William Hurt? Is that his name? Uh, yeah. What's your favorite William Hurt movie? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um... Uh, you know, it, I'm actually one of those movie people where, like, I would have to look it up because William Hurt. When you say his name, it uh, it 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 does not like register at all for me. 
So now, so now here I am, and I'm, I'm I'm vamping as I as I look this up, and as I scroll through here, I'm like, did this guy manage to avoid being in any movie that I've ever seen other than The Village? <laughs> because I'm I'm scrolling down the list, and I'm like, like even like 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 Avengers, you know, that that really isn't my thing so much. So mm-hmm. as I'm scrolling up from like most recent to stuff that happened before the village even when i was going to the movies a lot in 1996 okay i guess he was in michael which (laughs) i mean and even with michael it's like okay how am i supposed to tell this movie apart from phenomenon because it's almost the exact same friggin premise well he wears giant wings in the one (laughs) So. Yeah, and then in 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 phenomenon, he's got like some sort of brain thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to spoil the twenty three year old movie for <laughs> yes, anybody. Who's don't. <laughs> we don't do that here. Although there is a great story that involves a spoiler. If uh, all right, go forward thirty seconds if you don't want the movie phenomenon spoiled <laughs> for you. Okay, ready? Go forward thirty seconds if you don't want it. I had a friend in college, and my friend was watching the movie on uh, VHS, how long ago it was. And my other friend from the other room is like, peeks in, is like, what are you watching? He's like, what phenomenon? He's like, you know, he dies at the end of this. <laughs> and my other friend, he like flips out. But then he says, if I hadn't seen this movie twice before, I would be <laughs> so bad right now. <laughs> and I'm just like dying, like, well, it's a good thing that you've seen it twice yeah, before, at huh? Least. Who sits down to watch that movie like two plus times? I mean, uh, well, my my friend Chris is a very unique cat in that uh, he has his sets of movies that he he enjoys and he will watch them over and over again. But he has a very large DVD collection, so I don't know how he gets to all of them. <laughs> he must sleep three hours a night. Uh uh yeah this whole william hurt thing now makes me ashamed to admit that i never saw the movie broadcast news considering that i majored in journalism in college shame on you i've never seen (laughs) that either i don't think it's got to be on amazon prime i'd have to imagine because yeah this the yeah i'd have to figure something like that would be body heat have you seen body heat i uh Body Heat feels like something that I would have gone down to the video store when I was of a certain age and tried to rent. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think I ever got around. I don't think I ever got around to that. Um, what year was that? That um, was nineteen eighty-one. Hmm. Kathleen Turner's in it now. This well, Hachimachi that, Kathleen Turner. Yes. I, okay. So it was like it, this isn't VR Warshawski Kathleen. <laughs> this is the uh, body. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess I had moved on to like nine and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. You know that would be more my um, my speed because uh, I I totally wanted to see some Mickey Rourke dong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh. I think I think like I rented like Basic Instinct and some something else from from the video store because I knew that I knew that there would be some kind of nudity in it. But yeah. for, for for most of the time, I mean, the like when they would show like the Porky's movies on Friday night on the USA Network, I mean that'd be enough for me. I mean, I, I didn't really need I need a whole lot. <laughs> Just kind of hit the basics, you know. Things were different mm-hmm. for. Things were different for dudes pre-internet uh, 
when uh, certain things became easier to access. Like you would you would pause on that one moment in Fast Times at Ridgemont High mm-hmm. where uh, what's her nose has her top off at <laughs> like the most paused moment in movie history. It's like like things things were different back then. We, we we had to we had to make do. We didn't have bottles of water. We we drank out of a hose. We walked uphill to school both ways, in six miles. Snow. Yes, <laughs> even in Florida. <laughs> uh, kids these days don't know how good they got it, you know. Oh yeah. The variety alone is just staggering. Yep. I mean, you could probably find a porn version of the village. Oh my goodness! I hadn't even thought of that, but uh, I, I know that there has to be porn M Night movies out Gosh. there somewhere. I mean, that's never been a, a, a genre that I would go to. I prefer for for my parody porn uh, uh, stuff to do with TV shows, uh, you know, relatable stuff like the Brady Bunch, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah well, you know, what's wrong with seeing Mike, Carol, and Alice have a three way? I mean, <laughs> open mind, people. My God, don't be so uptight. See, my mind went even dirtier than that with the kids. But anyway, <laughs> that's probably a thing. Well, that's a whole genre. That's a whole separate genre. Yeah, yeah. Know, but that's it, that. Uh, it, let's save the rest of the conversation. Parody. You know? we, we could save this for the uh, porn cast at uh, <laughs> some point in the future. You know, it's looking more and more likely. Uh, there's just so <laughs> many fascinating things to discuss. That I feel like it's worthy of a podcast, and I feel like there's probably not a lot of female voices in that genre, if it even exists, porn podcasting. Not, like, making it, but talking about it, reviewing it, discussing uh, yeah, it as a topic. Yeah, well, that, that's not something that I really hit the subscribe button on iTunes for, because uh, it's kind of like when you you buy like a like a song by creed it's like or, or or actually more accurately when one time on itunes i bought a david hasselhoff song <laughs> and uh I, and i thought oh shoot like now what am i going to get for the recommendations based on you yes, since you purchased yes. david hasselhoff right. maybe you will also like it'll be you know some uh, german uh edm band or <laughs> something like that like oh okay clearly they think i'm in germany or something but <laughs> Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, but see, that's how you discover new things, right? Oh yeah. Go outside your comfort zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you, you have you have to from you know time to time. I time mean, to time. uh, what like like what I like what I'm doing watching a movie that I, I I profess to hate. Yes. And then not even talking about the movie at all. So. Yes. This is one of the few going on right now. This is one of the few scary scenes. Um, cause everybody's freaking out and running around and hiding. Um, this is, seems to be familiar though. Everybody seems to like know what to do and where to go. There's protocol. So something scary is happening, but they're used to it. Ah, okay. Here we go. Now we got a creature. <laughs> See, that was a creepy shot there. Hiding. Oh, I gotta hide. (laughs) 
Why? So to make sure that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's good to have the music on with this one because a lot of it, a lot of the tension is in the music. Yeah. And sound effects. That shit does sound scary, though. Hmm. The the one thing that I that I saw in the comments for this movie, just kind of looking it over uh, beforehand, was uh, the, a couple of people were complimenting the score of this movie, mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't have the pr- appreciation for scores that uh, that uh, that that I that I do now. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure if there are a lot of score fans out there. There are, yeah, it's a thing. I think especially in horror, um, a lot of horror fans get into that sort of thing, especially with uh, sound effects and things like that, soundtracks. So they escape the monster, even though we don't know what the monster is. Hmm. Clearly an unfinished basement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to admit, their basement, not as nice as the one that I'm sitting in right now. Well, what, do you have a man cave? Well, I think it's by default because my wife just said, oh, well, you can can have it for all your uh, uh, stupid uh, memorabilia. And uh, it, it doesn't look like... It doesn't look like they have anything hanging up on the wall. I mean, not a single like Philadelphia Phillies pennant. Come on, guys. Do this or actually, colonial but... village not how to properly outfit their man caves? <laughs> what are they actually, thinking? I'm trying to think. What when when was this set in colonial times, or was it sometime in the 1800s? It, I don't know. Uh, is night is 19th century is is what it says. So if it's late enough in the 19th century, uh, who knows? It looks colonial to me. That's what I'm going to call it. I don't know about the arch- the the architecture. Almost feels a little too modern. Just looking at the houses, mm-hmm. uh, it, it almost looks like a, a sort of Western motif. But then again, I don't know anything about uh, I don't know anything about architecture really. <laughs> you don't know anything about? Aren't you from New England? And uh, something you guys like are all up about. Well, I don't know. Our city hall in Boston is one of the ugliest buildings in the world. That <laughs> I think it, I think it spawned this, uh, the term "brutalist" style <laughs> because it's all like nasty concrete. It looks like a badly designed 1970s mall. Now I gotta look it up. So now they're all gathered in the um, uh, very, very. Uh, the inside doesn't look like it makes sense with no, the outside. It no. For spatial sense. I yes. mean that ever since somebody pointed that out about the Golden Girls house, I, I now look for that in all <laughs> movies and TV. Like does the inside make sense with the outside? No, this one doesn't because well, I don't know, maybe they showed us a different building than we actually went into. Because they were showing us the red mark on the door of like oh house. yeah yeah you know what that might be right and then this looks like their town hall gathering place mm-hmm. 
So what is the red? Oh God, we're doing a terrible job explaining this movie, but. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much there there really is to to explain. That is true. This one's this one's difficult from a live watch perspective. And I'm glad I printed out the uh, the cast list because the dude with the beard talking to Joaquin Phoenix, I would have thought was Matt Walsh of the <laughs> uh, Hangover and Veep. <laughs> But it's John Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you if I if I had seen uh, Body Heat, I would have known, known that. that. <laughs> you printed out the cast list. I love that. How do you, how do you get your printer to work? Like, is it because you have a penis and then it knows that and then it works for you? Because literally every time I try to print something, I never can. And I'm not a stupid person. Like. I'm fairly tech savvy. I can do shit and figure shit out. But I swear to God, I cannot get my printer to ever print for me. And then my husband comes, looks at it for three seconds, and then it prints. And I don't get it. I never will get it. I don't understand it. I don't don't think the penis thing helps because with the old printer, uh, my wife was the better one at using it. Uh, This is is some sort of wireless printer printer. And it's been an absolute. Go- it was an absolute godsend in my job search because I could print stuff from my phone mm-hmm. to the uh, to to that. So, like, if I had to print out like a bunch of stuff, it would actually print it fast. I could scan things as well. Uh, I think it's like an HP sixty nine seventy five something like that. And it was it was a pretty easy setup. And there's you know multiple ways where you can print stuff. You can email. I, I don't know. I, I love how I, I feel like I'm doing an ad read I in the middle it. of this for like the HP sixty nine seventy five. This show sponsored by uh, Hewlett Pack Hewlett Packard, who hasn't given us dime one. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just I, I I love wireless printing too. It's really cool. Like when it actually fucking works. And yeah. I, and I don't know if I'm the only one who has this problem, but. I feel like all printers hate me. I, well, I mean, this, this this printer, I think, we got for Christmas last year. So um, it, it, it is relatively new. And uh, that, that would be the model that, uh, that I would recommend. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what, do you feel like printers are antiquated by now? Like, are, do, does it feel weird to have to print stuff out? Uh, to an extent, yes, but in terms of a job search, absolutely not, because I had to print like resumes and and, and cover letters and, and all all this sort of stuff to like bring with me. So it was something that was really a necessity for about three months, where I needed to use it very very frequently. And now I'm probably not going to use it for <laughs> the next five six months, except if I'm printing out cast list of movies yes. from 15 years ago. <laughs> That I, I was so happy when I saw that Judy Greer was in this movie. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean I, I'm looking at the clothes that they're wearing at this gathering, and uh, you know, maybe I'm projecting here because I'm I'm not a woman. I've never been a woman. Mm-hmm. I've never worn women's clothing to my re- best recollection. Mm-hmm. However, every woman in there wearing the clothes of the period, uh, it, they look relatively uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah, chicks been yeah. uncomfortable for millennia. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I don't think a woman was comfortable in like uh, clothing of the time until about 1955, 
and it, it, uh, just seeing these period movies kind of uh, drives the uh, drives the point home. The the other point about this being a period piece, I mean, there's nothing going on. They're just dancing in a circle. Uh, uh, Adrian Brody. Uh, when I saw Adrian Brody, I'm like, well, clearly this is a period piece. So Adrian Brody was going to show up because. But then I thought, wait a minute, am I getting him confused with Orlando Bloom? Because they both appear in a lot of period pieces, and I think I was getting him confused with Orlando Bloom. I love that Adrian Brody is okay, so they don't look anything alike. But uh, yes, I think I was. Ju- I think I was just getting them confused because they appeared in similar types of movies, hmm. like during during the time period. So, like Pirates of the Caribbean, and what else was he doing? Was Adrian Brody doing? I th- well one of uh, I think Orlando Bloom was in Elizabethtown, which was well, that was a contemporary movie. It was yeah. Wow. Huh. <laughs> hmm. yeah, a very very the, bad one. <laughs> put down the drink, Pete. <laughs> um, Adrian Brody. I'm trying to think what most people know him from. I think it's um. Is it the one where he got the Oscar for being the the Italian dude? Am I summing that up correctly? I know he won an the Oscar. Uh, was it the, the pianist? Yes, yeah. the ten inch pianist. Yes. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That, that's the parody for that. That that, that was the the parody movie. Yes. <laughs> so sorry. Wrong wrong podcast. You're going to be the first guest on that podcast. By the way. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I figured I figured D'Amato would be uh, in line before. That's me. true. Yeah. I know a lot of uh, horny guys. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> he was twenty nine when he won. No wonder we've seen him for like ever. Yeah. April April of uh, seventy three. Oh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Now that's a movie that I was forced to watch at one point and. Uh, Basically, I spent the entire time on the computer just completely ignoring what was going on. Yeah. Like, my wife was watching it, and I, I paid absolutely no attention to what was going on. But I pretended that I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, this this movie's lovely, but I, I really just didn't give a shit. Isn't that watching most stuff with your spouses anyway? <laughs> One person doesn't really want to watch it and just kind of sits through it. He was, well, in, the, he was in the King we Kong both- remake. Okay, go ahead. How long ago was that remake? That was in 2005. Oh. Oh, I was just going to say, my wife and I enjoyed watching The Birdcage together just randomly about two months ago. <laughs> like, why, you watch the bird, why are you watching The Birdcage? I'm like, because I had never seen The Birdcage before and uh, thought, well, we could watch this or we could watch Groundhog Day for the 800th time, <laughs> ironically enough. How does Birdcage hold up? Uh, surprisingly well, given, you know, some of the topics mm-hmm. addressed in, in that movie, you, you think it wouldn't hold up given that that's what about 25 years ago and, uh, things are, are quite different now than they were then, but it's surprisingly still relatable. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. All right. What are, what are these, what's happening? Well, I'm not sure the wisdom of having those tiki torches like in the middle of the woods. I feel like I feel like a smoky bear needs to make an appearance and let the people know that only they can prevent their entire village from coming <laughs> down in a forest fire. Uh, uh, 
And I don't think that this is the type of village where you can get a good restful night's sleep. I think everybody's a little too paranoid. I think maybe legal marijuana could have helped them out a little Ooh, bit. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, none that... of these, none of these people have ever done marijuana that are <laughs> like the, the characters in this movie. None of them have ever done weed. You know, if they had, they could probably have a lot more fun with that giant creature that had a red riding hood <laughs> on. Um, they probably would have tried to get him high. That would be fun. Or they could have summoned another creature through uh, some sort of hallucination that could mm. have taken down down the original one. I mean, any anything's possible. Or, you know, back in those days, you know, to, to make a meal, you really had to work, right? So you had yeah. to grow your own food and you had to raise your own meat and, you know, it was a lot of work. So I can't imagine, like, getting high and then having the munchies and then you're just like, you have to, like... Go out in the field and pick something. For yeah, you know what? If if I time traveled back to like 1878, I, I'd be no good. Like, because I'd be I'd be like begging for encyclopedias. Like, how how do I do this or how, how do I do that? You remember that time? Oh wait, that doesn't happen until 80 years from now. <laughs> well, I asked this question recently, so I'll ask you now: If you could go forward in time, any time. Or backwards in time to any time, not just in your own personal timeline, just any time period, forwards or backwards, which way would you go? Future or past? Hmm. Past. Past. Where to? Um, like dinosaur past or like? Oh, no, no, because uh, that, that'd, be no, that'd be no good. Right. Uh, uh, I'd probably go to see, I kind of want to say late seventies just so I can get a feel for everybody being on drugs during that decade. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think that's a little too early. I'd probably go to like, like the beginning of 1983 just for like MTV and the culture, the, the way that it was at that time. And there's still like, you know, elements of modern society and credit cards coming in. Um, you know, a little bit more at that point. That that's kind of like where where I would go is around eighty three, eighty four. So I would be four or five years old at that point. So that's kind of so basically, I'd want to uh, live that as as an adult, an adult. traveling okay. back. Yeah, that's, that's solid. I like that. I like that answer. It's, it because was... the reason why I wouldn't want to go forward is because I I um. I use Twitter, and uh, <laughs> I, I see what's going on, and uh, I I don't particularly care for it. And in 1983, there's no Twitter. No Twitter. And, <laughs> and uh, by that logic, people are nicer to each other. But it is harder to find porn, so you got to keep that in consideration as well. Yeah, can, can you imagine? All right. And, uh, don't worry, everybody. You're just missing uh, Joaquin Phoenix talking softly to somebody. <laughs> Oh, Back they're making in, out though. They kissed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Back in nineteen eighty three. Um Back in nineteen eighty three, they uh you, you had to um uh go go to like a theater mm -hmm. in order to see these type or go to some disgusting peep show thing where Clearly, other people have masturbated in that spot before a you. A booth. 
Yes. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I don't want to know what those are like. Uh, you don't? So, so I would kind of, I would kind of skip out on that. I would probably just, I'd probably just go full bore into the magazines and say, you know yeah. what? I'm a magazine guy. I'm a, I'm a VHS rental guy from like the weird store that, you know, <laughs> sells sex toys on route one and all that. Uh, I, I think I'd go that route. Cause I, I don't know if I'm so much into community porn where, and I don't mean like porn that's parodying the show community. I mean, <laughs> like you're watching it with like 12 people. Like that, that always feels a little bit weird. Does it like, why is explain? Well, I think 12 people is too many. If it's three, like the time I was visiting my friends in DC and they put on a uh, movie how much porn are we going to talk about here? Jeez. A lot. And, uh, I, yeah. Um, and we had this impassioned debate about whether the penis was in the vagina or in the anus. And this went on for about <laughs> seven minutes. And before you know it, the scene's over and it doesn't matter anymore. But it was, he, tempers, tempers flared. Like there, there's alcohol involved. I mean, you get yourself into trouble watching porn with other people. I can't. I can't imagine uh, why that was a debate. Like, it, was it not clear? It, the angles of the cameras made it so that it was not clear. Um, huh. I don't even remember which side I was arguing for. <laughs> I was saying that I just kept yelling. It was, it's an optical illusion. <laughs> That's the name of my porn. <laughs> optical illusion. <laughs> So yeah, probably twelve is too many. Three seems better, but you have to you have to either like really are close with these people, like you're really really good friends, or they're strangers, right? Because I feel like watching strangers watching porn with strangers is less awkward. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm thinking this through. Speaking of which, the long-haired guy is pulling something from. Uh... Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah, Adrian Brody just stabbed. No, wait. Yeah, he stabbed Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, for a second, you're like, oh, he stabbed him. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, is he just taking his belt off so he can <laughs> blow him? And like, no, no, he actually stabbed him. That was a very erotic stabbing. And, yeah, and then you think to yourself, well, which one is worse? I mean, on the one hand, he's he's murdering him. And uh, on the other hand, he could be, you know, uh, trying to commit oh. oral acts on him. Oh, no, he's just stabbing him over and over. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of brutal. But then the camera fades off into the corner. Like, you're missing the stabbing. What are you doing? Yeah. So he was he was jealous of the relationship between Ivy, which is Bryce Dallas Howard, and Joaquin Phoenix, and they yeah. started making out, and I guess he saw them, and then he stabbed him. You know, uh, you know what really would have uh, helped Noah, I think, is pornographic magazines. Probably it so. would have solved a lot of his problems. Yep. However, I don't think they were available in that particular area of Pennsylvania at that point in time. Probably not. Um, what did what did men uh, what did men uh, do in colonial uh, times? Oh God. Um, hmm. Well, in this, well, well, he has to wash his hands because he's. I mean, you, you literally have blood on your hands here. 
I mean, even O.J. Simpson isn't that <laughs> stupid. At least he knew to throw the clothes away. Well, I mean, I think it, he's um, kind of a not-all-there kind of character. He's uh, special, I think. I think in colonial times, uh, I think there was a lot less rubbing one out. But if you had to do it, you would go to the uh, uh, outhouse shed. Right, right. And just use your That's, imagination, yeah. probably. Yeah. Like, think about some chick's ankle or whatever you're allowed to see back in those days. Hands, yeah, pretty. Feet. I don't know if you're a feet guy. But might be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, then there are dudes who who prefer their women to be dressed, like yeah. they prefer women in a state of dress rather than undressed. Mm-hmm. I've actually I've actually heard of that. Yes. Now it, it, it all depends on on what the state of dress is, I guess. Well, John D'Amato told me uh, recently that lingerie was better than naked on an episode of our ECW pod. So. Hmm. I mean, that, I mean, that's one level of it, but then there are other dudes who are like, oh, I love women in, like, a particular sweater or uh, or, 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 or even something, like, in, like, winter clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, you know. Like yoga pants. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, especially those, those ones that had the problem from Lululemon that they had to recall because <laughs> you could see a little too much. I mean, it wasn't helping the imagination if you could just see everything. Uh, so some people might like their chicks in these frumpy colonial dresses and skirts and corsets and boots. Well, you know who I loved in a uh, colonial outfit in, uh, in, in a movie was, uh, Jolie Richardson in the Patriot. I mean, mm. da- damn, she was, she was built like a brick shit house. And I mean <laughs> that as like the highest of compliments. <laughs> the Patriot has a lot of good looking people in it. I used to love that movie. I I saw that movie in the theater twice and I love it and I loved it even more when my one of my best friends who's a history teacher despises that movie. He's like so many factual inaccuracies. I'm like, yeah, 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 I know. Nobody I know. Cares. So, such a such as like the black guys in that movie who are somehow not slaves in the state of South Carolina. It's like <laughs> Well, it's all a little far-fetched, but, you know, let's just follow up, like how uh, Donald Logue decides to not be racist at the end of the movie, just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, oh, wow, surprise face turn for Donald Logue, the, the quasi-rate, well. Hey, where'd you go? Where's the... Uh... There you go. Lost you there for a minute. Oh, I don't even have the... Uh... I don't even have the uh, the audio thing up. I like I have the video for the movie going, and I'm just kind of co- commenting on on what I'm seeing. It almost looks like they filmed this on a golf course. It is kind of oddly at... beautiful. Yes, yeah. like perfect grass. Yeah. All right. That's got to be a bitch to mow. I mean, <laughs> they did not have riding mowers back then. <laughs> Well, I guess the animals ate the grass, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. This movie's really making me think <laughs> about yes. living living in this era. Yes. yes. About how I mean, much no, it would suck. Yes. And yeah, no wonder why no wonder why Noah went crazy. <laughs> He's just a man stuck in a wrong time. 
If he just had like, oh well, they. Oof. All right. Well, it was only five slaps. Do you ever just wish you could just slap somebody in the face like that? Well. <laughs> Have you ever slapped I, somebody in the face before? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, I've actually smacked fellow podcasters in the face uh, at, at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, me too. I, 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 won't, I won't say who, but uh, <laughs> it was actually upon request from somebody else. So it, it was technically not me. It was, my hand was an extension of their wishes, <laughs> which is what I try to do in my podcast. <laughs> Yep, it's so weird when somebody asks them to like ask you to punch them in the face. Like very odd request, but if you're drunk enough, you'll do it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not really into into doing something like that. I mean, uh, my, my my days of my days of violence and fighting, I think, are long behind me. Hmm. How many fights have you been in? Oh, uh, are we are we talking post age eighteen or pre age eighteen? Because I'm going to need like some sort of abacus to count out uh, elementary, middle school, and high school. Let's say adult age, post eighteen. Uh, yeah. So after that, I think the the one memorable thing that happened was at a Boston Bruins game. Uh, I was wearing a bag over my head to protest how bad the team was. And a guy came over to me and he ripped the bag off my head and, uh, punches were exchanged. And long story short, I got thrown out of the arena, <laughs> even though all my friends were testifying on my behalf because, you know, I knew them and we we're witnesses. Mm-hmm. So I got, thrown out of there the other guy got thrown out of there as well so i missed the third period of the game and the bruins came back and won which wow whatever (laughs) but it it, it was a story for years to come and i had kind of a busted lip afterwards and i was still in college then so that's not really like anything that you know it's it's not something that happened in true adulthood like I guess it would be post-21, 22, something like that. Well, actually, God, I would have been 21. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't have worn a, ba- a paper bag over my Maybe head so. to a public place. Yeah. yeah. Think about that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, so what is going on in this movie? This is the worst, like, <laughs> the worst hosting I've done. Because this movie is kind of impossible to to keep you like to well well that, to that was watch the thing. it you know you can't really yes. like talk about it it's yeah it's it's very difficult to talk about because it's like just kind of this low-key dialogue mm-hmm. with like i i couldn't even tell you what they're saying right now because you're watching the arabic is that right <laughs> la 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 I think he's saying something about Sergeant Slaughter, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Actually, you know, I hadn't turned on the closed captions, but uh You should probably do that. Are they not are they not giving me the uh oh wait. So 
Yeah, maybe I should turn on the closed captioning. It would be make me make it easier, so I wouldn't have to try to listen and talk at the same time. Isn't that amazing <laughs> that you could do that? Yeah. What? Why did? Well, I don't know why I didn't do that from the beginning. I don't know why you didn't either. I don't know why I didn't tell you to, but that's what I usually do. Well, I was listening and I could hear some of it as we were going along. It's just that, like, uh, appar- apparently, all I could think about was porn for the first hour. <laughs> So it, Ivy's dad is telling her some sort of story about her grandfather, and I, it's pretty clear that all the elders are are hiding something. You don't know. It's like they know what the what that there's some sort of giant secret, but it's closely guarded and. You know, things are starting to kind of fall apart a little bit because I think that the Joaquin Phoenix guy needs uh, some medicine that they don't have. And she wants to go get some. So, I don't know. This is so weird. Well, you know, now I'm starting to think, based on the point that you just said, that is this movie some sort of allegory about conspiracies and deep state government? Now, may, maybe that's maybe that's a whole separate discussion. Like, well, these these elders they know something, but they're keeping it from everybody else. And then you get somebody murdered in the middle of it mm-hmm. under uh, you know kind of odd circumstances. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, trying to trying to make sense of this movie is proving very very difficult for me. Because I, I don't <laughs> think that you like. I didn't like it until the twist at the end. So you got all this build up and things that don't that don't really make sense until you get to the context of the thing at the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like all of it retrospectively makes sense once you know that. But we just haven't got there yet, so we can't. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could spoil it. I mean, I don't know if you recall the ending of this, but... Uh, I don't. I don't. I guess we should probably just stay and not spoil yeah. it yet. But I am very distrustful now of all of the adults in the village, and I wonder if sending this blind girl out is probably the best idea that you've ever had. Well, it definitely falls under the category of sacrificial lamb. Yeah. That's his daughter, though. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that the elders get together and um, have orgies in the woods. And hmm. that's why they need to keep all the children away from the borders of the town. Well, I don't know. In terms of looking at these people uh, kind of talking outside the building right now, I would say that there's not a looker in the bunch. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do her. I wouldn't do her. What definitely would do Weaver? her. Uh, She's not. Yeah. Bad. yeah all, right, all, right, all right. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could get my hall pass extended uh, <laughs> to, to her. It's like uh, like I've already I've already tried to use my uh, I, I have my pass for Zoe Deschanel and. Uh, and maybe maybe one other. So Zoe Deschanel's on your on your list. Yes. 
That and is... she keeps she keeps getting divorced. So I mean, she she ends <laughs> up in play like every four years. Wow. Who else is on your list? Um, I think Kat Dennings was for a little while, but she fell off when I stopped watching Two Broke Girls, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably about the third season or yeah, so. Same. Uh, hmm. Who else would be on that list? trying to remember like what shows that i've been watching where uh there are young busty brunette chicks in them well now i i don't think i don't think jolie richardson from the patriot mm-hmm. would be on there because uh uh my wife took great offense when i referred to her as a uh, brick shithouse to jolie richardson <laughs> that is uh, she felt that that was inappropriate why like, it's, it's, not. A com- it's a compliment oh, come on what are you talking about yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have much of a pass list. That, but, 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 but Zoe is. Oh, Heather Graham. Heather Graham. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, because I, I'm one of those people who prefers Austin Powers two to Austin Powers one. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the movie is is just better, and is in part due to uh, Heather Graham being just wildly attractive in that movie she is that is a good and she still i mean she still looks good yeah (laughs) Hmm. nobody else on this movie though besides sigourney weaver what about bryce dallas howard you like redheads uh probably probably not um Although a redhead was the only girl who ever uh, sent me an email saying, you know, I would have had sex with you if you had just asked. <laughs> like, that felt that was the weirdest email that I've ever received in my life was, I would have had sex with you if you had just asked. Was that like, the oh. whole email? Uh, no, no. It was like kind of a long email because she had moved back to her, uh, her uh, home state. And, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, she... She uh, said, yeah, I would have had sex with you if you had just asked. I'm like, well, it feels kind of awkward to just, you know, like, I, I wouldn't know how to do that. You wouldn't know how to, I mean, first you have to take him to a shitty movie and then make up some lie to get him back to your house. And then you can ask him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although, uh, actually, <laughs> she she came over once to watch the movie Liar, Liar. And there have been time there have been times where a girl came over to my place to watch a movie where I took it as like they earnestly want to watch the movie. And <laughs> like and I'm like, I, I am I am not like trying anything like when I was living in Las Vegas, a girl who coincidentally did have red hair, as I recall, she came over and we watched A Night at the Roxbury <laughs> and I did not. I did not make a move on her, even though I could have being at that time. And this was my gimmick when I worked at that Barnes and Noble, the most attractive heterosexual <laughs> male in the store. Uh, clear, clearly above and beyond. Uh, like I weighed 40 pounds less than, and I had, I had longer hair. I was a stone cold Fox. back then. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest, hottest guy in parts of Naples. 
the, the hottest heterosexual oh, guy. There yeah, were gay sorry. men, gay I... men, gay men who were better looking than me. Okay. Um, and then there was a manager who came in who was heterosexual who was better looking than me. But uh, I, I, I really didn't care. I was kind of on my way out at that point. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. You're not missing anything. Uh, they're just talking in a cave right now about stuff that they cannot explain in words. And yeah. Yeah. It's. She's feeling the air. Um, yes. yes. It's, not hey, you're bad, not... it's not bad to watch. It's just bad to describe. Yeah. See, she needed not to, not to touch that museum exhibit. Because that's what it looked like. <laughs> the tusk? Yeah. All right. So now she's finding out one of the huge secrets, right? So... The creature that we saw earlier that everybody was so afraid of is a suit hanging in this guy's shed. And it looks like a what's it look like like a wild boar, like a man man sized boar. Yeah, or but something? for some reason wearing a hoodie. Yeah. I don't get the red hoodie thing. <laughs> Maybe it's just so they don't have to make a whole suit, they can just make like part of it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but it was this, pretty creepy this, looking. I, I was looking up the budget for this movie, and the movie was budgeted at sixty mil, uh, sixty million dollars. And if you told me that, I would have said, "Oh, well, this movie was a complete bust at the box office." And well, actually, it says box office two hundred fifty-six million dollars, which reminds me, say. oh, oh yeah, a lot of movies make money, and it's a, uh, it's a kind of a worthwhile investment for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've been I've been reading a lot about certain funds and how private equity funds like to invest in movies and movie companies, and it's because Hollywood can kind of be like an ATM machine because mm-hmm. even something like this that you know, as we talked about earlier, is very very divisive. It's you know not a conventional movie and certainly not for everybody, uh, and this made a crap load of money over and above what the budget is so wh- whoever invested in this definitely made money i would be curious to see what the what the box office was like from week to week once word of mouth got out on it oh yeah yeah you know? that's because yeah. i feel like it's probably one of those ones that made all their money pretty quick <laughs> um before people like peter winston start you know disparaging the good name of the village well, I, I kind of, you know, because of the circumstances of how I saw this movie, I kind of kept quiet that I had actually uh, seen this movie. Mm-hmm. What about your so buddy? I, your buddy that liked well, the movie? Well, all right. So we got into a fight walking around. Uh, uh, by the way, he's just telling the blind woman to keep her mouth shut, which <laughs> I think was par for the course for women at that time period <laughs> and what they're doing. Um, it, he was like he was ridiculing me for um you know for basically utilizing a slump buster and mm-hmm. uh and and ripping on me for it so i started screaming at him in the middle of the back bay in boston and just like po- pointing the finger and uh really kind of uh flipping out it's a good thing that like cell phone cameras were not around <laughs> at that point that to the to the extent where that would probably be on youtube right now but all was all was forgiven uh, mm-hmm. Probably about ten minutes later. Okay. 
now what are we doing? So there's some odd sexual tension between Sigourney Weaver and John Hurt. Um, I'm not sure I'd call it sexual tension more as much as she really respects his beard game. Well, how does he keep it that neat? How does he keep it that neat in the year of our Lord, 1878 or whatever (laughs) this is? Like, what does he have for a trimmer? Um, that's a good question. Oh, here we go. Probably a straight razor, right? I'd, I'd have to think so. Taking one of those things to like, you know, to to shave off the neck beard, whew, I'd feel really uh, touch and go. But you know, people were tougher back then, I yeah, guess. Yep, men were men in those days. I love how they kept everybody lined up outside the building in the exact same formation yeah, as that before. Was weird, from like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> like, all right, you have to line up here. We can't switch places. All right, so now they're fighting and yeah. talking about. They're never going back. You know, my, alleg- my my thought about this being an allegory for the deep state kind of falls apart when they're having these loud arguments <laughs> like this. It seems like they've kept their shit together for this long. Like, why? Like, surely people have been injured before. Maybe not. Maybe it's the murder that's causing the huge rift here. Like... Although I don't think he's dead yet. I don't think Walking Phoenix is dead yet. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of does feel like he uh, checked out a little early. Yeah. But what I, what I think this is probably about is it has to do with insurance. <laughs> this, this murder or this alleged murder is going to cause all of their policies to go up, and they're ver- very upset about this. <laughs> Can't blame them for that. I mean, can you imagine having murder, you know? <laughs> I, I would imagine that it affects your property values as well. Oh, yeah. You know, especially in this small, small village here where there's not many places to live. Although somebody bought the Chris Benoit house for like over half a million dollars, which Oof. just blew my blew my mind. Like, how, how do you not blow up that place and just start over? Mm. Well, people get off on that shit, you know. Mm. I guess so. <clears throat> Probably having seances and shit in there. Well, I think here... You're just kind of looking around the houses that we've seen in this movie. I bet a lot of them burned down. Like, houses burned down a lot back then. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to go at some point anyway. Although nobody has used tobacco in this movie. Have you noticed that? Aren't they straight edge? <laughs> I guess. I mean, well, uh, this is set in Pennsylvania, but they're not Amish because you got the, the dude with the hat there who's mm-hmm. got no, I don't think, any facial hair. I don't think Jowls there has anything either. <laughs> no, I don't think they're Amish. It's just, it feels religious, but not, you're not really sure what it is. It, it almost seems like not non-denominational religious, just kind of re- like, we're religious, but we're not going to say Jesus. We're not going to say God, but mm-hmm. it, it, it has all the feeling of that. Yeah. And this guy just had a top hat randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> and so her whole world is all fucked up because she's blind and on this mission and then she just got this devastating news and this is one of the scarier parts I think here but it's hard when you can't hear it because I think a lot of it is the noises 
Would you rather be blind or deaf? Deaf. Really? Yeah, because I'd still be able to watch sports on TV. <laughs> I know that sounds Such like way, way, answer. way too simple, but it also like you could you can learn American Sign Language and communicate with others um, in, in that way. I think being blind is re- would be much much tougher. I would agree with that. Plus, plus you got to deal with. I mean, there's actually Stevie Wonder truthers who believe he isn't blind, and I wouldn't <laughs> want to deal with that shit. Like, there oh, why, are? Does, why does Stevie Wonder have a 60 inch TV in his house? Well, don't you think he has people over every so often <laughs> to watch the village? Come on, <laughs> he's he really likes that there's a blind character in this movie. <laughs> All of his movies are just <laughs> movies. <laughs> every, all, all he has is blind people in every movie he's in. Oh my god! Uh, we're being uh, we're being really offensive tonight, and I like it. Yeah, well, I, I I try to conduct myself in a certain manner on my podcast, in that I I generally don't say you know fuck or shit all that often. I I, I in fact bleep myself, but um, I allow myself to cut loose on on other programs. Good. Why do you bleep that? I, I think when I started out, I, I, I didn't want to be just like another wrestling podcast where I'm saying, you know, fuck this or fuck that every, uh, because in my everyday speech, I probably would regress into that if allowed to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I made an attempt to like, not, not do that until I was about like a year in. I don't, I think like I did not do my first uncensored F bomb until a year in. And I decided to make it count by having it be like 21 F-bombs in 60 seconds. <laughs> like the Desperados in WCW or something like that. Hmm. I, I know what you mean about using it in everyday speech. Because it happened to me the other day um, at the restaurant where I told this waitress that I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just said it just like that. And I'm like... I, why am I saying this in casual conversation with my waitress? Like, <laughs> get a hold of yourself. But also, I don't know. It doesn't really. I, that word doesn't bother me like it bothers some people. So, I get it though. I'm trying to be different. The all right. So the 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 blind girl in this movie has just got me thinking. Would you rather be? blind but in the year 2019 mm. or sighted but in whatever the hell year this movie is set damn <laughs> um i'm gonna go blind in 2019 okay because i was gonna say being a woman in 1878 which yeah. is apparently the year that i have in my head for when this is <laughs> Uh, that, that, that's, that's pretty tough in its own right, but being blind, you know, we have the Americans with Disabilities Act and, you know, there, there, there are things now. So things have, things have changed. So in that case, I would choose the present over 1878. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Okay. This part is pretty scary too. She's running through the woods. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's pretty brave. I mean, she's well, for a sec, for a second, off. I I thought like as it's as it's zooming up away from her, I thought that that was all blood around mm-hmm. her, but mm-hmm. no, it's just red plants. Red plants. <laughs> it's me looking for something that's not there. <laughs> but red is like a huge symbolic color. Yeah. in the movie. In this made-up religion, and then there's some more red in the form of our uh, of our uh, hoodie-wearing friend. What do you think about this guy? Is he, is he scary? I'm not. I'm not sure it's scary in that. You, I mean, you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, like the way that the camera is, it's it's so far away. I mean, you, you just assume it's the thing that we saw earlier. Or it looked like the outfit might be different, but which we would indicate there. Assume that somebody oh. would be wearing it, though, right? So, yeah. Let's see. Oh, actually, it has like a porcupine thing going on in the back. Yeah, that's creepy. Actually, that's kind of cool. I want one of them. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to get into any public spaces wearing no, uh, a thing with not. spikes on it. They tend to frown upon that in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Boston seems like you might could get away with it. Well, I don't know because uh you know going to like uh you know mosh pits in the late 90s uh, they were very concerned about people uh wearing sharp objects on their person. Did you go to a lot of mosh pits? Well, I went to I went to one kind of festival show in 1997 that uh that had like a mosh pit stage and then like a regular stage. And I spent more of the time at the mosh pit stage because it was like less of Jake and some other bands that I liked. So, hmm. Okay, this is creeping me out a little bit. How was she able to get up and, uh, well, I guess they kind of gave her a getaway. Because he's not, I mean, he's chasing her, but it, it's not, he's still just letting her get away. Yeah, he's just trying to scare her. He's yeah. not trying to kill her. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, she's blind. I mean, you could probably uh, take her out fairly quickly yeah. if if you wanted to. I mean, I'm not being flip about it. I'm just kind of addressing, you know, the the way that it is here. And she knows it's a person now and not a creature. So I guess part of me is like, why not just ask, you know, or just talk to it? I don't know. She can't see it. She doesn't yeah. know how scary it is. Well, you know, if you know, know, knowing that it's a person, I think you become. I would be more angry if I was her. Yeah, like, yeah. like, what the fuck are you trying to do here? I mean, what what are we trying to accomplish, deep state creature guy? Oh my gosh, that's right. I'm I'm going with that as my theory for this movie. This oh. movie is about deep state conspiracies. And oh my god, are they going to play an ad in the middle of this? Is it? I I just. Uh, Assuming that we're synced, it just decided to play an ad where it was a kid playing basketball and must have had asthma or something. <laughs> it didn't play an ad for me. It, it, it let me it let me skip back to, <laughs> to where I was, which is at uh, let's see, it's one twenty three. There you go. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you you didn't you didn't get an ad? No, I didn't. Wow. It's because you had those um, Arabic subtitles. <laughs> Yeah, that that shit's not free. <laughs> so she outsmarted this thing and 
pushed, uh, made him fall into a a hole in the woods. And so now we see that it's Adrian Brody in the suit. Because apparently he didn't get enough killing done. Mm. Is he dead? Either that or he's in a he's in a uh, some sort of meditative state. Mm. I, I, I I would say dead. Yeah, he looks dead. It's really a shame because I, I think I think Noah would have been a fan of professional wrestling if he had come along like 120 years later. Why is that? I don't know. He just he he just kind of looks like somebody you might see at an independent show. <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not casting aspersions on anybody in particular. I'm just saying. That I've been to independent shows and I've seen a lot of guys who look like uh, Noah Percy. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not wearing the full gimmick, but yeah. See, Joaquin's not dead. Okay, I didn't think he was. Yeah, it's just that we. I I remember like okay, it does feel weird that you don't see him for about like we. I don't think we've seen him for like the last half hour, thirty five minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he's he's back. Yeah, he got stabbed a bunch of times. Like, how is he not dead? Well, they're using the finest eighteen uh, 1800s uh, Pennsylvania medicine on him. Leeches, the <laughs> finest, the finest leeches. Leeches and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they hooked you up back in the day. Straight up, like morphine. What, what was the other one? Uh, laudanum or some shit. I think so, yeah. That's how that's how all those uh those elders got it on in the woods too. They just got high off crazy eighteen seventies <laughs> drugs. What is another one I'm thinking? Morphine. Yes. Yes, that was another one. It would be funny if based on your theory that they're getting it on in the woods, we, we just saw her running away. If, like, we had seen somebody in the background uh, just, you know, getting railed, uh, that would have been, been kind of funny. Although they, I'll say, no, that was originally in there, but they had to take that out in order they to did. get it rated R, yeah. rated R. Yep. They had to cut out all the um, orgy scenes in the woods. Ra- random hardcore sex in an mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan film that they had to cut for, uh, <laughs> to get that R, to get that R rating. What if it this was actually somebody, somebody in that red uh, hoodie just <laughs> nailing yeah. one of the village girls? <laughs> I think that's also a subgenre of porn. <laughs> she actually had a smart idea there by having the stick and, and waving it around because at least she was trying to protect herself. Also, if she doesn't need it as a defensive weapon, it's a pretty badass walking stick. A badass walking stick, yep. I, I found a walking stick on a trail in Colorado uh, years ago, and it was so great, and I almost had to fight a marmot with it. <laughs> almost. Well, it was hanging out in the trail, and it wasn't going to move, and I was like, wait a minute, marmots, aren't we supposed to fight those things? Like, so I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding it out like, like kind of like ready, ready to swing at any moment, like tee up, but the marmot had just ran away and let us continue going. Marmot. I don't Probably. know that I would know what the fuck a marmot was if I saw one. I think the only reason I knew is because they they had this heads up that there there might be some like wildlife and they probably provided a picture. 
I mean, God knows the, the wildlife that hangs out in my yard is uh, rabbits, turkeys, and deer. Is it like a big-ass squirrel? Uh, it, it's probably like a bigger groundhog like is groundhog. what I want to say. Hmm. Oh, okay. I see now. Yeah, it is big. Now, all right. I got to call bullshit on something here. Uh-oh. Because they say that they stuffed her in a dumpster. When were dumpsters invented? <laughs> Just like, as a concept. And I know this is going all Greetings Mallentown here, but <laughs> like dumpsters. We've been gone. Greetings all right. Mallentown. Just saying. I, I, I am. I. I my spidey sense was correct because the word dumpster was first used commercially in 1936. This movie is not set is set well before that. So okay, all right. Now we're getting the whole story. Big twist ending. Yeah. So this is all about money. So these people are doing a what social experiment. To, to to pretend like it's the 1800s and have a a colonial I'm gonna keep calling it colonial uh, like community in the walls of this huge uh, wildlife preserve. I in, guess so. In yeah. Present day. And this is probably the exact point where I started to feel gypped. I was like. You know, I thought I was watching a period piece here, and clearly you, you, you've gypped me, and for a second I thought that guy was Norm MacDonald. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, that'd be funny if Norm just randomly appeared at the end of this movie. <laughs> hey, uh, here you got some weird stuff going on here. <laughs> that is what Norm would say. But see, at the opposite of you, when this part of the movie happened, I was like, that's genius. Like, I really like this twist. And uh, it was not anything that I expected. You know, it's totally unique. And um, it just trippy. Like, it just makes you rethink everything that you've seen to this point. Because none of it was real. Like, their whole life is staged. But they don't know it. And they're just living. <laughs> and they're just living this social experiment. All these, all those hundreds of people. So it's, it's, it was just trippy. I thought it was pretty neat. Now, now I, now I'm, I, I need to find out who that uh, officer is because <laughs> it look, it looks an awful lot like Reed Scott. Hmm. And now it's probably not Reed Scott, but uh, I, I, I feel like I have a decent sense for this sort of thing. So now, of course, I have to look up Reed Scott and. Uh, of course, I ended up getting some politician from Canada I first. I think it is because... him. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know. Maybe not. He he was acting in 2004, but he's he he, he only has television credits. He doesn't have any movie credits mm-hmm. until 2006. I don't think it is so... him. Because I don't think the ages work out. Because this guy looks super young. Well, I like. Uh, I think Reed Scott is uh, a couple years older than me. I think. I think he's seventy-seven really? birthday. <laughs> he's turning seventy-seven. 
this year. Oh, all right, uh, night. I'm sorry. I always refer to people by like uh, by like their year of their like their year of birth. Like, oh yeah, my nephew's an '09 birthday. It's like, can't you just say that he's ten years old like a normal person? Like, oh, sorry. I always think of. Uh... I'm gonna start doing that now. Let me scroll down here. Uh, she's one of now, those '82ers. Actually, there's a lot of uncredited people. Reed Scott is not one of them. But what would be his... What would you call this officer guy that... Uh, um, that preserve... That uh, preserve guard? Security guard at the preserve? Uh, hmm. Rent-a-cop number one? <laughs> Young security guard. Yes. Charlie Hoffmeyer. We were way off. Well, he doesn't look like uh He doesn't look like uh Reed Scott at all. I think Reed Scott's pretty hunky. He is? Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Maybe 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 not quite to the level of um now, now look, uh, you know, I'm not gay, but if I was, I would go for 2002 era Rob Thomas. That 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 is the first person I would go gay for. <laughs> From Matchbox Twenty. Why? I just I I just I just feel like he was very hunky. Okay. I, I I can't I I'm I'm very uncomfortable talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just volunteer this information. I don't even have to ask that. Well, but... I mean. Uh, you know, it was going to come out at some point. That is just so specific and hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Rob Thomas. I mean, I, I really did not like how all, all of a sudden it just, just kind of flipped on a dime and you're in a completely different uh, time period. In, in in setting, yeah, I mean, it's all. I don't know. I kind of like it though. It's so because everything was like so hyper, like dramatic and stuff in the village, and now we know that it's it's nothing. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing supernatural. That there's, it's all. It's, that it's all, all something that they've just created for themselves. In the middle of nowhere. And, like, why would you do that? You know? Well, is it is it really any different from, like, the Amish country? Like, kind of living in at their own world? Yeah, at least they are uh, acknowledging that they're in their time period, right? They're not trying to pretend. That yeah, it's that a religious world. belief or whatever, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they're aware. Everybody's aware. I think it's just all of the kids in the village that don't know. And if the adults have it their way, they will never know of the outside world. And that just blows my mind. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And the the further question is, what, once, they, once they reach a certain age, then, then what? Mm-hmm. That, that, then what happens? Yeah. It's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of like wrestling. Eventually people are going to find out. <laughs> and, you know, with them, they just, you know, said, all right, yeah, we're entertainment. Here, it's just kind of this, well, somebody somebody wandered out or, or whatever. 
and also like the other adults that don't seem to be in on this inner circle like obviously they have to know the truth right so they're all still in on it too but they're not the ringleaders this movie needs somebody to start crying and say it's still real to me damn it (laughs) I mean, boy, I, I, now I'm start, starting to see some similarities between pro wrestling and, and, and this, but um, I'm, I'm also kind of sensing it. It's like, it's like that episode of Saved by the Bell where they go on the murder mystery thing, and then, oh, was it an actual murder? And they go to make them think that it is, yeah. but it isn't. And so they basically did like a double cross, double on, cross. The, on, the, uh, on the Bayside kids. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pull a Boy, I'm, re- I'm, on, on... <laughs> I'm really reaching for stuff to explain this movie. <laughs> That's what makes it interesting, though. Deep, spa- deep state conspiracies, mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell episodes. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling. Yeah. Who wrote it, the, this? The... Vince Russo? Not enough crazy stuff <laughs> happened. The, the, the bad news uh, for me right now is that um apparently they have decided to not continue the closed captioning at the point of the movie that we're in (laughs) so they're talking but i can't i can't hear them i think they're all trying i think they're all like admitting that they're gonna have to tell everybody unless she will keep that her secret you know Yeah, we're going to have to go to the State Athletic Commission and tell them that this is all entertainment. <laughs> and what would you do? Like, what if, if you're in her position and you knew the truth? But see, she doesn't really know. I mean, she kind of does, but she doesn't see anything. And that's why that's, that's basically why he sent her. So she experienced the outside world, but she never really saw any of it. She just heard the guy's voice. She didn't see the car. So, like, it was kind of genius um, in that Cause way. Because she, she's so deep in this other world and yeah. wouldn't know what the what the real world is like that right. her her reality is so screwed up. So she's actually the ideal person for them to, to kind of set out and, and to kind of keep this going. Yeah. So even though it seemed really stupid. Um, and then she's... Do you get the sense that she got what was going on, like, after she found out that the monsters weren't real and then whatever, she gets gets medicine from the towns, as they call it? Like, is she in on it now? Does she keep the secret or does she tell everybody? What do you think? I think she she does because she probably doesn't have much of a choice given the position that she's in. It's not like it's not like she can like leave there and then go become an ad executive in the city for God's <laughs> sake. She's blind and a woman and it's eighteen seventy eight and everything sucks. <laughs> and she's in love with Joaquin Phoenix. So yeah, she, she ba- basically, she's decided decided to live a life uh, uh, standing next to the stabbed guy who's lying in bed like that. So <laughs> clearly, that's the best of a bunch of bad choices. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with the good looking guy who got stabbed, who uh, is kind of clinging to life because <laughs> that's the be- that's the best of all my options right now. It 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 honestly is for her anyway, unless she wants to blackmail her father, which I think would be fun. You know. Oh, 
now that would be fantastic, but she she's so vulnerable that I don't think I don't think it would work. Hmm, maybe not. I mean, I hate to keep, I hate to keep returning to it, but she's a blind woman in 1878. She doesn't doesn't have a lot of bargaining chips. Well, you're right. So, you still hate this movie? <laughs> well, I have a little bit more of an understanding now of of what's going on, probably because I uh probably because I'm not, you know, trying to get laid out of it, but mm. uh <laughs> I mean, you can still try later. See if you have any luck. <laughs> No, my, my my wife's in Alaska right now, so <laughs> that's that's not happening. Um, all right. Well, thank you for watching this weird movie with me. <laughs> yes. it was... Oh, it's it's been, it's been my pleasure, and yes. uh, it was it was nice to finally unburden myself of the story of watching the uh, village in the theater. Yes, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that's an exclusive here um, on Freakout Drive-In. So. <laughs> Um, we talked about a lot of things that made me think that you will probably be on a lot of my shows in the future. Hopefully, if you agree to that, I'm going to assume that you will, Mm -hmm. but, um, do you want to talk a little bit about your podcast and where people can find you on social media and whatnot? Oh, sure. My podcast greetings from Allentown going strong for now, two and a half years, uh, about 130 something episodes covering Generally, one-hour wrestling episodes like your old Superstars Wrestling Challenge from back in the day on Saturday mornings and also WCW, ECW, Mid-South. So I kind of stick mostly to the 80s and 90s, just kind of riffing on a number of topics as we were doing and talking yes. about this movie, <laughs> but not talking about the movie. Like like I said, you know, if I were to talk about the wrestler Duke the Dumpster Drosy, I might go into a jag about the history of dumpsters. There you go. It'd be something like that, since that's on the mind. Um, you can find my show on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, or I also have my own feed for Greg's Allentown. And you can give me a follow on Twitter at GF Allentown Pod, where I post videos and uh, occasionally make fun of stuff that's called like Seven Star Pizza and stuff like that <laughs> i i like your show um it's it's like you know i i spend a lot of time at home by myself so it's kind of like there's somebody else there talking with not with me but just at me you know so it's it's soothing and fun to listen to so check out greetings from allentown and um, everything else that we have going on on my brand new feed, The Jenny Position. Um, all kinds of fun content. And also you can find me on Twitter at Jenny Position, on Instagram, and I have a Facebook page. So, thanks again, Peter. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Good night. <laughs>